Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 230. It's 230. It's the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Jewett. Delighted to be back in the hot seat uh, with Mr. Liam Keane from a socially distanced because we've got to do it these days now. Doesn't matter whether it's Monday or Friday, we've got the email, mate. Back working from home. Good old bosser. Welcome back, first of all. Yeah, oh, It's mate. good to have you. Oh, mate. Well, well, you know what happens? You know, you have, you have Hatfield for a couple of episodes. He's like, I can't be doing this. And he buggers off to bloody West Brom <laughs> to leave me the company. Yeah, He's very... Like, I, give him, I give him two one-hour episodes with you when he leaves the company. What's going very, on? Very appropriate. I mean, that's the kind of effect I have on people. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm surprised know. you've lasted this long. Uh, me too, me too. I think that's it's more people said. leaving with me, mate, to be fair. <laughs> no, it's... Through, uh... I've gone through Nash. I've gone through Spears. You I've have. gone through Rosie. I've gone through Edwards. I've gone through you. Who's next? Oh. Who's next? Provided uh, the powers that be are still still happy with me, I won't be going anywhere, don't worry. Ah, famous last words, mate. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't have, have said it. seen the email well. that's gone into your account this morning. <laughs> P45 on the way. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to be back. I mean, I'd like to say from, from hosting the last podcast to, to this one, it's a, it's a plethora of goals to talk about, but Wolves have scored zero in the three games. <laughs> yeah, yeah you I mean to miss two nil nils. I was I was pretty devastated, and and then uh, you know we all know uh, what happened uh, against the old Liverpool last Saturday. But you know you know we did a decent enough display apart from that last minute error. But yeah, I, when I was and don't get me wrong, when you're at, when you when you're there at Norwich and it's freezing cold, and and I'm I'm wandering out the Bellagio with shorts and t-shirt, and I'm wondering to go right or left or go to the MGM. Or do I go down to, to Resorts World and you know it's uh, the new casino there? It's pretty much it's pretty much fifty fifty, and uh, I wish I was at Norwich. I, I was I was disappointed to miss it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you were. I mean, we obviously you know we're talking about you very conveniently choosing to go away when Norwich away and Burnley on a, a midweek at home. Too glamorized. I wouldn't miss him for the world. <laughs> it was coming up. Um, hey, hey. Not- don't you don't you go on about that because I've just I've just seen the rotor and uh, ah. there's no Liam Keane at Brighton away next uh, next Wednesday night. Yeah, so you know, don't give those me in this. glass houses don't throw yes. stones. No, look, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I can you know get my excuses out very quickly. Go on, go on, go um, on. I had actually up. booked this one day off wow. uh, as holiday. Way before the fixture. When came out. when the fixture list came out, you booked it no, an hour later. I think no, it's no, no, no. It was way before, way before. So um, it was a little bit convenient, uh, mm. and I'd be, you know, I'd be lying if I said, mm. you know, I'm gutted. Because <laughs> I, mean, I what, what, where's this commitment gone for being the young eager beager going to the 23s, going to Wolves women, going to all the games, going to the resis, going to go, you know, interviewing, traveling all across the country. And now you want to miss Brighton away. It's only two and a half hours, man. What are you doing? Look, look, that eager beaver is still chomping at the bit. He's I bet still he there. Is. I bet <laughs> he is. <laughs> I bet he is. Just from, his, but... just from his just from his armchair with a couple of beers in hand. Uh, no, no. What, what what I what I mean by I got that not that bothered is mm. it's not a new new ground for me. I'm sure you remember I covered uh, when uh, Edwards had COVID uh, in New Year last year, well, the New Year this year, 2020, mm. in early January, and I went and covered. I think it was new uh, second or third something like that on January. Covered Brighton away. Um, so what I've, was I've it nil the... nil one nil? No, no that it was two one. No, no, that's a squad no. trick. No, 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 that was the three three. Oh, three. That was three. when Wolves were three one up and they threw oh, it away in the second half. That was uh, that was Owen off to Sorry last minute once. Yeah, it? that's the one. That's oh the one. mate. So I was wow. there for that. So I've I've already done the Amex, so you know, I'm not it's not like I'm missing a new stadium and I'm gutted about it. So So what are you trying to say if it was um if it was Leamington Spa away, you'd be there? Yeah, I've actually they're not called Leamington Spa away, they're called Leamington FC. But um oh, sorry. Yeah, I'd be there. I mean it's ten minutes down the road. Okay, well, fair weather travel is incredible. <laughs> now, um, uh, lovely time, mate. Lovely time. Went to Thanksgiving, of course. Had to go with the missus. I've been for four years to, so I had to, I had to uh, go across there and have some turkey dinner. And I mean, there's some families. Families are lovely, but I mean, you know, when you've got to go to, I think it was, it was the missus's brother's wife's parents, and they're very. How's how's best to describe them? Um, very, very religious, very middle America, which is fine, lovely, very, you know, very, very polite and, and genuinely nice people. But um, yeah, I've got a lot, I had a lot of um, religious items staring at me in the um, in the in the, um, in, in the in the main dining room, and there were some interesting Thanksgiving meat um, foods. Like you know, you get your turkey and you get your cranberry. It's very much like Christmas dinner here, but then you've got stuff like it's American stuff like 
green bean casserole with, with marshmallows on top. Oh, get a grip. I'm not joking. Come off it. I mean, I tried some and I wanted to like it, but it was horrendous. I will be careful what I say, considering your uh, your better half is American. Mm, mm-hmm. They're a strange bunch, aren't they? Oh, mate. <laughs> we're, we're, they're, they're a strange bunch. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, they get a lot of stuff correct, but they get a lot of stuff wrong, including the English language. But... Oh, yeah. um, but it was don't it was it was lovely. They're all lovely people. It was great to see a brother and 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 his wife and and the kids and uh, yeah, it was it was it was lovely. Got a lo- I tried to try to keep fit while I was out there. Tried to do some running. Tried to do some working out. Um, and then yeah, four days in four days in Vegas and then and then back home, mate. So it was a it was a nice little trip. Not bad. Obviously, you know, you went to Vegas and mm. I think it's you know if I'm. Quoting you accurately here, mm. and I'm known as a reliable, accurate journalist. I think you said it was taking candy from a baby. Is that right? When you were uh, at, at the old uh, at the old poker the old tables, po- yeah, I, I very rarely play the um, table games there. I mean, if I've got a, if I've got a group of guys with me, we'll go for fifty dollars or whatever playing blackjack. But mugs game, roulette, mugs game. Uh, you can have any, so many systems or whatever you want. But yeah, I like to play poker. People know I like to play poker. So I've been playing since I was eighteen years old. But yeah, I went on a bit of a high stakes table one. Uh, one afternoon that was probably a little bit out of my comfort zone, if I'm honest, you know, to sit down with um, a decent wad of cash, knowing that you can lose it very quickly in one hand if you get a what's called what's called a cold deck or aces, a pair of aces versus a pair of kings, which uh, some people know about. But um, basically, all the money's going in in a no limit game. So, um, but yeah, won some big hands and uh, and it, it was a profitable four and a half to five hours, of which I quickly took my money and ran. And ran very quickly back to my hotel and uh, locked it in the safe, mate. So suffice to say, I was gonna, I was gonna treat you to um, a luxury penthouse suite at the Grand in Brighton, mate. But <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, you'll have to you'll have to wait till a, to a, you know a Premier Inn when we go to Newcastle. Or oh, drinks on on you in Manchester on, uh, on Saturday night. Oh, I am I am staying in Manchester for the City game. <laughs> I must admit, I am looking forward to it. We have booked a little hotel. Although the Lowry was uh, was was fully booked. Which is normally my stop, where I, you know, I kind of uh, like to liaise. So I've had to slum it in. I forgot what it's called now. It's some sort of the Roosevelt or something like that. It looks fine. It looks fine. So I've got the missus is coming, mate. She's coming to the game. She's watching the Wolves. Oh yeah, hasn't she uh, got some sort of box or something going on? Yeah, got some corporate tickets, mate. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, she's not struggling bad. to sit in the stand. Uh, to be fair, and these these yanks these days, mate, they need all sorts of uh, whining and dining. So they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna watch it from um, yeah from after a nice little carvery and uh, watch it from I think I think it's behind the goal or whatever. I mean, I could get in with the Wolves fans, but to be fair, she doesn't know who's blue and who's who's orange. I don't think so. It wouldn't make much difference. And so I can careful. say now she's downstairs, mate. The, the the door's closed. She's not listening to this podcast. It's fine. Be careful with orange as well. Yeah, that's true. She calls it. She calls it orange. That's I was, what I've said. I was just going to say, make sure you, you know, no, make no, it clear no. She, that she calls it. She says, she, she says, oh, she, you, you know, you see, wolves playing orange, and yeah, I need to uh, need to correct her, but you know, I just let them. It's fine. It just goes over my head, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it should be a good game, mate. Looking forward to it. Uh, that's a that's a that's a steady steady injury time late 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 goal that cost wolves mate i was i was really going to celebrate i had everything i had my tweets ready to go i had um i, I was excited i was uh, going down the undefeated route and then all of a sudden i nori comes off hoover comes on and it's pandemonium what happened mate what happened i'm still <laughs> still really still a bit still it, did, it did hurt it did hurt it does, it? it does of course it does but when it happens the way it happened as well and and um you know, we can't sit here and pretend that Wolves were amazing because, you know, they, they were no. pretty average going forward. Average might even be quite kind, to be honest. They they were penned back. They Troy had probably the, the couple of inroads that they that they did have going forward, a few nice runs. Um other than that, they offered very little, you know, what he said in, in the video after the game that, that Raoul and, and Huang were, were very quiet. So um it wasn't perfect by any means. But you come out of what I thought was a exceptional Defensive performance by the majority, and I'm sure we'll get on to who, who I who I mean by the majority. Um, and and for oh, I've seen a few people online saying, look, you know, this team Liverpool have had all the possession, all the all the chances they deserve to win it. You know, Wolves don't deserve to get a point because they've hung on till the 94th minute. You know, the stats say they deserve to lose. I, I don't buy into that. For me, you know, you you have to look at the context of the game and. 
for as talented as the Wolves team is, that Liverpool start 11 is exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see how well they're doing in in, uh, in Europe. They had a, a you know a very very difficult group with uh, Atletico Madrid, and AC Milan. They've topped that group quite comfortably. Um, Not one of the best sides in world football, mate. Exactly, exactly. So you have to take the, the context, everything in the game, bring it all together, and say Wolves. I think deserve the point. They defended very very well. Eight nine in particular kept Mo Salah very very quiet. It was brilliant. It was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, and they deserve the point. Um, it's unfortunate that a player like Kian Hover, who's had very limited Premier League mm. minutes, comes on. And I'll give him his credit in the cup games this season. That I know they were you know, a long time ago now, but in those two cup games in the Carabao Cup, I thought he was very good in both of them. Yeah. Um, particularly in the Spurs game going forward, I thought he was very good. So it was, you know, offering a bit of competition. Hopefully, he might get a few minutes here and there. It's hard to on. come in cold in that situation, it is. isn't it? Against 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 the likes of Mo Salah, and then and look, he was quite too far up the pitch, and you know maybe in an, an, an you know in, a, in another world, and you look back on it, and you know maybe he should have just kept the defensive shape. I, I get that, but it but to come into a game very late on, and, and look, I know he would have finished the game, but this has been an issue that I think had stopped actually um, with him with him not being able to finish games, and he completed some ninety minutes, but that came back, and it came back to hurt Wolves in the end of the day. Yeah, I think if you remember the the Leeds game, which was his first game um, in the Premier League with Marcel's injury, um, he came in and had to come off. I think it was maybe seventy five, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, obviously having to get up to speed, and, and whether it was a, a knock or not, hopefully we'll find out more tomorrow in the press conference. But um, it would be a blow if he's not available because he's been very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, bar the Burnley game, actually, I thought Aitnoy had struggled a little bit, but against Liverpool, exceptional, I thought so. Hover's come on, you're totally right, It was. it's difficult to come in cold like that and deal with probably the best player in the world right now in Mo Salah. Um, certainly, argue, you know, he's arguably one of the, the top two. Um, come on against him, having been kept so quiet, to you know go on quite a nice run, actually, forward with the ball and have an opportunity. I think it was 5v5 or somewhere around that at the time. And he had a pass to his left with Raul Jimenez, who sort of moved out to the flank, probably moving towards the, the corner flag, you'd imagine. Um and he just gives it away very, very, very cheaply, to be honest. Um, tracks back, long ball forward, a touch past him, and Salah, Salah sets the goal up for Origi. So um, it seems simple at the time to, to say it, but it's um, he needs to be doing better than that. And, and I, I liked his post on social media. I think it was on the Monday apologising. Um, Did you? I, I, I wasn't... I'll, go on, you give it... I, I quite like... I, th- I think it seemed... I think it seemed uh, genuine, whereas I've seen a lot of other posts from footballers that you can argue it's probably not even them. It's you know you've seen a lot of Man United ones over the last few months with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer struggling, and then well, their media teams doing it for them. It's not the players. Um, now I might be wrong. It might be it might not be Hover doing it, but I thought it seemed quite genuine personally. No, and, I don't... and I think I think he obviously was hurting. It's against his former club. It's the Wolves are about to get a point. It's and it is his mistake, uh, arguably two mistakes that, that causes the goal. No, I, I I agree with you, Liam. And look, I don't for one minute think that it wasn't Hoover or, or it wasn't you know, you know, and that it wasn't genuine. I think he absolutely was. I just feel I don't know. Like I just feel that he didn't need to put that out there. I mean, I know a lot of footballers want to do that and say I'm sorry and stuff like that, but just everybody knows he'd be devastated. He knows he's devastated. Mm. I just feel like maybe it's just the, maybe it's just the social media today that people feel they have to say something. I don't feel that he needed to say anything. He knows everybody knows he's hurting. Everybody knows the supporters are frustrated. Um, do you need to apologise? I don't know. I mean, look, it's not as if he's doing it on purpose or anything like that. People make mistakes. If you if you set a precedent like that, people are going to be commentating on good or bad performances every week. I'm maybe a bit more. Maybe that's a harsh take on that, but I just. I don't, I don't feel that he needed to, to say anything, really. You know what I mean? It wasn't as if, like I say, he meant to do it. So, Well, some of us have just got bigger hearts than, than old black-hearted Judy over here. No, I'm not black-hearted. <laughs> uh, you know, I felt, I felt sorry for that. I genuinely felt sorry for the guy. I just yeah, feel like no, he didn't need to... And maybe it's a pressure of social media that you feel you do, you do need to comment or whatever. And maybe he's reading it and people are saying special agent Hoover and all that kind of thing, which is you know kind of funny because a lot of people were doing the same with Jota, weren't they, when he missed that one-on-one or that ridiculous <laughs> yeah. chance. So... Um, Look, it is what it is what it is. But no, I think he's totally genuine. And like I say, I feel sorry for him because um, you know, I thought before before this mistake he might have been banging on Samedo's door. Uh look, it looks like Samedo's gonna be playing for for um for the majority of the season, I would have thought. However, um talking about good old Nelson, uh, there were there was some, some controversial opinions, Mr. Keane, uh, after the game. Samay don't is my is, is, <laughs> is my new segment, uh, because uh you were quite quite um 
lavishing praise on 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 the backboard. You know, the defenders um, after that result. You know, despite the end of the result, because of the day they were they were excellent throughout. However, a five for Mister Samedo, and uh, people weren't happy with you, Kino. Can you uh, can you argue your 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 case, please, sir? Yes, I, I certainly can. Um, I'll, I'll caveat what I'm about to say by saying that I've actually given Nelson Samedo plenty of praise this season. I, I think he's improved defensively as a whole this season. Um, I think he's made a few decent forays forward in certain games and I think he needs to put the ball in the box a few more times and probably cuts back too often but I do think he's actually overall his game has improved I think he's got more comfortable with Premier League football um, however however here we go. I, gi- but, I give him, I, I give him on. one bad rating one bad review for a game and you know all of a sudden the whole world's come crashing down uh, Liam with his embarrassing agenda Liam <laughs> I find it funny Liam, uh, Liam do you even watch the games blah 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 Coming from someone with two followers on Twitter that no one knows who you are. Wow, um, here he is. Here he is, he's packing the punches. There's no sometimes sometimes you've got to clap back a little bit, haven't you? Because no, I, I, I don't get it very often, to be honest. I think I'm quite fortunate in that sense. I don't know I if still, that's... I still get up for you, mate. And, and let, let you <laughs> I don't know if that's something I'm doing right or if people just haven't you know, targeted me yet. Uh, I also don't care, secondly. Um, and third, it's, you know, it's like life or death when it comes to you know, opinions on a football game. It's like, come on. I enjoyed it, mate, because look, you know, Abuse <laughs> of the Week was, was, was close to coming back this week. We might have to wait till next one and see what you can do. But, yeah, uh, bring it on. It, bring was, it, on, it, was, bring it could have made a retro comeback this week. To be so, fair. yeah, anyway, I wanted to caveat with that to say that, you know, I actually, I think Samedo is a good player. I think he's a talented player. I've given him credit this season for improving, I think. Um, and there's plenty of people out there, no names mentioned, who don't rate him high, as high as I do. So mm. I'll just put that out there before I go through the stats. But before I go through the stats, actually, I'll just mention in terms of his overall game, um, just on the naked eye, watching the game, giving balls away, sloppy yeah. passes, yeah. hopeful clearances and punts forward that don't relieve any pressure because Liverpool are back on you. Robertson and Mane getting behind him and into the box too often and getting crosses in, i.e. the one that Robertson put on a plate for, Jota, uh, sorry, for Salah in the first half that he should have scored. Um, there were several of those those chances. I actually do think that he improved slightly with his defending in that second half uh, against those two, um, but there were still one or two opportunities that they got behind him and it was, it was pointless. Bear in mind, the West Ham game I spoke about, I, th- I thought he was excellent and I gave him his due credit. So it's, there's, there's no agendas. If I think a player's played badly or, or not, I'll be honest about it and give my opinion. So Get to um, the point, Keane. Give me the stats. The stats make for grim reading is the okay, exact phrase I used in my debrief and I'll use it again. Uh, 62% pass accuracy. Um, of his eight ground duels, he won two. He uh, won one of his three aerial duels as well. Um, two very, very dam- uh, damning statistics is he didn't make a single tackle in 90 minutes. He single lost pos- tackle? Didn't make a single tackle. Wow. Lost, the, lost possession 21 times. There you go. I mean, look, I, it's nothing personal because, you know... I want these players to do well. I just have to an- analyse and give you know context behind what I think was a poor performance. You know, all of a sudden, I you know, I've uh, I've really offended him apparently. Well, look, um, no, look. I mean, Kino, the, the the fact the fact of the matter is is that you are you, you're very much a person on 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 the naked eye and do the past the eye test. And I think what and, and I think fair credit to you is the fact that whether Wolves had had lost that game, or they did lose that game one nil, or the draw nil nil. Um, I think you're just still giving him a five, you know, Definitely. regardless of the fact that they've got a clean sheet. I think a lot of people, uh, oh well, Wolves have got a clean sheet against Liverpool. Everybody's got to get sevens at least, and and you're not you're not one to to kind of um, spread out the love just because a result might favour or, or or not favour the opposition. It, it's very much a you know someone who you you know in, in, on an individual basis per mm. game. Yeah, I think that the key word for this, and I think it's true for for most. Well, it should be true, I think, for most journalists, uh, particularly ones that are covering clubs they support, is you have to be objective. You have to, you can't be too emotional. You have to look at it um, for what it is in the context, call a spade a spade. Um, had they drawn that game 0-0, I'd have still given them a 5 and I'd still made my same comments. I still would have analysed the game afterwards with the statistics that I did um, because the statistics don't lie, one. Two, it was my opinion on the naked eye, you say the eye test, that he didn't have a good game. Other people are allowed to disagree they didn't have a they didn't have a good game. Um it's just the way the way some people disagree is quite funny. Um but I think you look at you look at Eight Nori as a uh, as a comparison. He actually didn't have 
um, some statistics actually aren't as good. Uh, he was in the 60s. Uh, I'm trying to. Oh, here he is. 66 percent pass accuracy. So only four percent more than Tomato. Neither of those are good numbers. He also lost possession 18 times, which is only three less than Semedo, which is not yeah. a good statistic either. The difference here, whereas Semedo has not made a single tackle and lost, uh, sorry, only won two of his eight duels, ground duels. Semedo, uh, sorry, Aitnori uh, won 11 of his 12 duels and made eight tackles. Um, that's a massive, massive difference in the statistics there. And I, I agree that statistics aren't everything, but that backs up the eye test that I, you know, I'd already already made to say that you know he defended against Salah brilliantly kept him very quiet intercepted passes uh, made crucial tackles mm. got blocks in the whole lot so um, I think with Semedo it's just a case of consistency because as I said with West Ham uh, I thought he was brilliant yeah. uh, one of the best players on the pitch actually against West Ham he was that good um, but just what this wasn't uh... but it just wasn't his game it just, it just didn't happen um, one second Lee, one second I'm just getting a call here from actually Mr Max Fitzgerald who's uh, <laughs> the head of media at uh, Wolverhampton Wonders one second hi pal how's it going oh okay oh it's about the Liam's request for an exclusive with Nelson Semedo right one second <laughs> I actually fell for that I actually fell for that shocking I actually thought you were being serious on the phone Shh, one second I'm trying to listen to Max oh come he said, off he said it. what you can get what? <laughs> can take take a running a running ju- off the next clip. Oh, okay. All right, lovely. Cheers. Cheers. Unbelievable. You know so, what? You know what? I'll give you credit there. That was a good acting performance. I ge- obviously I can't see your face, but I thought that genuinely thought you were going to call. Oh, you know what? You're a knob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be back. It's great to be back. Right. Um, look, bit of criticism as well for the style of play. Now. We look at we look at the attacking wolves, the new the new wolves at the start of the season, which was fantastic to watch and yielded Neil Poir in the first three games. They've adapted their style of play. It's not the most attractive style of play, but it's been effective in recent you know months. Uh, maybe less so with the, with the two nil nils against maybe struggling sides in inverted commas, albeit you know it didn't help that that Norwich have got a brand new boss first game in in Dean Smith and. Uh, or very, you know, second game with Dean Smith, and and then Burnley had a rest against because the Spurs game was called off, and they've got to go to Brighton on Wednesday night, and their game against Spurs looks like getting called off as well. So two two very much rested sides who are going to be playing Wolves, which is a a little bit unfortunate. However, the style of play has definitely is definitely more defensive. I think is is fair to say, Liam, uh, but has yielded results. Is there now? We're going into a very difficult period now for Wolves, and it started with Liverpool, and it's going to go on and on throughout December. Will, is it going to continue the style of play? Do, do Wolves need to be more attacking? Is it a time to really go for them? And I think the criticism about Wolves and about Liverpool was that, you know, they should have had a bit more of a go, is a bit more of a free hit. Do you feel we might see a bit more of an attacking, um, free-flowing approach from Wolves uh, for Manchester City and beyond? I'd agree a little bit with that criticism as well, because I said before the game that it's they're, they're such a good side that it is a bit of a free hit. You, you want to be competitive, and had they walked away with nil-nil... I probably wouldn't have been saying this. Um, but I'd like to see them go for them a bit more. And I'd like to see that against City as well because um, they're such anomalies, those sides, in how and, and squad. You look at City's squad in depth. I mean, it's You've got ludic- to score two goals against City for me to get something from the game, don't ludicrous you? Ludicrous, their depth. I mean, mm-hmm. Wolves are very good defensively, but I think you're right. You have to bank on on, on scoring to, to get a result because um, their squad depth is just it's bonkers. So um, you have to bear in mind that and the context of it that they are very very good sides and, and I think Wolves should go for them you also have to bear in mind that Wolves probably can't afford to go for every single one in this run because if they lose every single one they're going to be you know in, a, in an awkward position to say the least that might be a nice pl- diplomatic way of saying it um, so I think there has to be a, they have to strike a bit of a balance I think Bruno's probably been his hand's been forced a little bit um, in a couple of the games recently in the sense that the squad it isn't as big as he'd like. It's been hit by a couple injuries, COVID on a couple of cases as well. Um, suspension, obviously, against uh, Burnley with Neves. So he's been a little bit unfortunate um, as well with, with the size of the squad. So, um, But he knows, and he's made this very clear, he knows that this team, the profile, how he describes it, of the players, um, he knows that this team is better and is more suited to when they have the ball. He doesn't want to see his side sat on the edge of their 
box defending for 90 minutes because he, well, at some point they'll they'll concede, i.e. you know they conceded late against Liverpool, but also they need to have the ball to create the opportunities with the types of forwards they've got. Um, so I don't think it will last long, um, the way they're playing recently. I think Burnley was, it, that wasn't the approach, it was just a bit, they just, they just weren't quite, Cutting through in, in the final third, they weren't clinical. Um, Norwich was, as you say, a new manager coming in. It wasn't. It was a bit average. Um, and then Liverpool is Liverpool, so I think uh, I don't think it will last long. I think it's just a case of playing the sort of cards you dealt at the moment until he can get through and, and and hopefully make some additions in January and maybe make a bit of a change if he can. And he might be forced as well into that with, with African combinations. Of course, he might be forced into in, into making a couple of changes, or you know, depends on on the players he's got available to well it comes, it comes around nicely that you mentioned that uh, Liam obviously Wolves due to lose two players in Willie Bolly I'm not sure what the situation is regarding Willie Bolly and injuries I mean, it'd be very ironic that the first game we see Willie Bolly this season is actually you know abroad and, and, and in that tournament and, and remain size what's the uh, what's the latest on them too uh, you know there was talk this week I think of African combinations being brought forward it's not I think it starts on July the 9th there's a lot of clubs trying to to you know, make deals so that they can play as long as possible before they have to go away and go and play for their their, their national side. So, so when can Wolves expect to lose these two, if at all? Yes. So um, I think there was a question on this. I've, forgive me, I've forgotten who it was. Um, so just to answer their question, and I, and I think they mentioned it in, in in this question that it was they were going to miss the Watford game, which was Boxing Day. Uh, so that's not the case. Uh, just to make that clear. Um, so I'm not sure where they got that from. Um, just to give a bit of context from a few, probably about a month and a half ago, I think it was, um, Bruno mentioned that they might be missing from December 20th onwards. So this may, this may be where this question has, has come from. Um, and that, that was a, an error at the time. It was even mistakenly said that, um, unless he got his dates mixed up and believe that was the case. But that's not the case. So they're not leaving on 20th. Um, it's late December is, is currently the plan. Um, so it's safe to say that they're likely to play the Arsenal game on the 28th. Yeah. Uh, or be available at least anyway, obviously, depending on whether they play or not, but be available. Um, so then it's likely that'll happen. Uh, but then they're due at the moment to go before the Man United game on the third of January. On the third of Jan, okay. Yes, yeah, so that, that's the current situation. And, and both what, of them. I mean, is Willy Bolly going to go? Yeah. What's what's his fitness? Well, situation? yeah, we, we need to. Uh, hopefully, we'll get an update tomorrow with the um, tomorrow being Friday with the the press conference because we're we're waiting to to, to see really with, with him and, and how far away he is with the the, the muscular issue is what it's been described mm. as. Um, but when I asked Bruno, I think what over a week and a half ago now, he said that you know he expects he would be ready to go to that competition. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, it may be you know you don't want a, to stop a player from going to play from his country, and, and you don't want a player to be injured, of course. But it might end up being potentially good news for Wolves if they end up keeping hold of him and he gets back fit at some point mid mid January, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's from a very selfish point of view. I think for the player, you you want the player to go and uh, and fulfil what they what they want to do, fulfill their dreams of playing for their country in a tournament, I think. So, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the current state of affairs. Uh, what is happening behind the scenes? Um, the, the the Premier League, mm-hmm. uh, FIFA and AFCON are, you know, negotiating to see ha- if they can try and allow some of the players to go a bit later. Um, so, obviously, Wolves would like to keep those two for the January 3rd game. Um, but the Premier League is negotiating on behalf of, of the clubs at the moment. Um, of, of all the clubs to, to try and to try and make that happen. I don't know if you might have seen the, the Villa news uh, today with um, Marvellous Nakamba. Uh, Zimbabwe agreed to let him go on January 3rd and they're playing on January 2nd. So he's available for all their games leading up to January 3rd and then is, is going. So if Wolves can get something similar, it will definitely be a, a benefit to them because um, they'll have those two players for, for Man United away on the 3rd. If not, you know they're going to have to deal with what they've got and... Uh, have a couple of days to, to bring someone in or bring someone back from loan or whatever decision they decide to take. But it's uh, it's up in the air basically at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's safe to say they should be available for the 28th um, and then it's negotiating currently for the for the third. I mean, I, I'm, I am being selfish and I'm very much club over country person anyway. I always have been, so, you know, shoot me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> many people would, to be honest. But... Um, 
Look, if I've if I've had Willy Bolly and I've I've had him on my roster all season, roster I'm thinking American now, aren't I? If I've had him, you know, in my squad all season, and he's and he's been injured, and he's then he's been available on the bench, he's been injured again, and he might be going across there, and he's not fit. And um, you see this all the time with internationals, with players pulling them out, you know, and and then they're they're available straight away after the international breaks finished. I mean, the Acon is what three four weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, Willie yeah. Bolly is going to be available the second week of of maybe the African Cup of Nations. Um, would Wolves say, look, he's he's not he's not available, and and we're going to talk, we'll be talking in the future about about defensive struggles. I mean, Willie Bolly, if 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 Saez did did go and and he didn't go, would be straight in that team when he was fit. Is there any kind? Do you think there's any kind of possibility that maybe say, look, you're not you're not fit. I'm I'm not going to release you to go there. And then second week or third week, when he is a week away, he can actually play for Wolves. Personally, I think it's unlikely. Um, I think you have to read into a lot of what people around the club say. Um, Bruno has made it very clear he wants his players to play for their their national teams, even around the discussions at the time uh, in the last two international breaks in November and October when, you know, Raul Jimenez was coming back late and obviously sat on the bench for the Villa game and, and things like that. He, he made it clear that look, he wants his players to play every single game for their national teams and play every single game for Wolves if they can make it happen. Um, but he doesn't want to hold his players back. He wants them to, to be the, as the, you know, the, the number one players for their national team. Willie Bolly also, speaking to Bruno about it, wants to play for his national, national team, was missed out on the World Cup on, on the, in the last game. They, uh, they lost, um, I think it might have been to Cameroon at the top of my head, um, and missed out on a chance to go to the World Cup. And he wants to play in the African Cup of Nations. He certainly does. So um, I think with Bruno wanting his players to play and the player wanting to play, I think it's very unlikely that would happen personally. Mm. Um, and it's a real tough one, isn't it? Because I am also club over country on the whole. I love the international competitions when they're on, but I think as a whole, you have, you have to be. Um, and Wolves are going to be a little bit light, uh, certainly. Um but can you hold him back from going if you you know he obviously wants to go he wants to play if he is available I think it's difficult to hold a player back um, no I'm just playing devil's advocate like you know I've got to ask the question because you know I'm sure that it's I'm sure it's a question that maybe other people are thinking about and I agree with you I think they'll probably end up going and even if he's a week away you know he's going to play for Ivory Coast I think he's one of the, you know be one of the main defenders and he'll want to play he want to play some football I'm sure um, it's just ironic that uh, out of all these games Wolves would need him the most and he's going to be away from away from the the country so you know it is what it is let's just hope that if he does get fit and he does play that it's he does, he's not rushed back for the tournament and then you know they've lost him for some significant time on the other end of you know other end of the month but uh we shall see look i, I mean i still hope it's difficult isn't it? it's been a really difficult two seasons for willie bolly and uh gone from i never thought i mean wolves is best defender for me to to really on the periphery you know on the outside looking in and you got to think that you know his immediate future is unsure. You know it's kind of up in the air a little bit, really. He's got to get back fit. And he's got to get back into this team and and playing football for Wolverhampton Wanderers. And if, if Wolves do sign a centre back, whether that be on loan or permanently in January, and then Saez comes back, and you you, you know you're not going to dislodge Kilman, you're probably not going to dislodge Cody either. You got to think. Who, by the way, I thought was excellent against Liverpool. Um, you know, you, you've, there's question marks on his future. There has to be. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, he's he's had a lot of injury problems. He's played one game this season, hasn't he, in the EFL Trophy against against uh, the EFL Trophy. Sorry, the Cowboy Cup. That was the my EFL Trophy. That was my, that was my Warsaw Saddlers. That was my Warsaw days growing back to me because <laughs> oh, I, 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 I refused refused to call it the Papa John's. I'm like, I'm, every time I'm going to refer to it as the EFL good Trophy. Pizza, good pizza, good pizza, Papa John's, way better than Domino's. Disagree. Um, oh no, it's very. It's good. decent. It's decent, but it's, it's not, expensive, it's not. but it's good. Yeah, not not a problem for you though, is it? Yeah, it's been a it's been as you say a difficult couple of years. A lot of injury issues. Uh, playing that one game, and I think we all said it at the time. Talking about Bolly recently, Bruno said it himself that you know that wasn't the normal Willie Bolly in that game either. He didn't look comfortable. He didn't look at it. He's had illness issues, injury issues. Just needs to catch a break, doesn't he? Um, mm. Yeah, and these these things happen to players. I think once. Almost like London buses. Once one thing comes, you know they, they all come at once. Um, just needs a break. Um, and it's a shame because he, he is a real man mountain of a defender when he's when he's at it. I think he's one of the certainly the best defender at the club. Arguably, I know Max Kilman's doing very well now, but I think 
when he's on song, he's he's a very very good player. Um, I, there there was a time of a few couple of seasons back where he was the the top centre back outside the top six clubs for me. Um, was that good? So. If you can get him back and firing again, it's great. But you also have to look at his age. What is he, 30 now, off the top of my head? Um, you know, a player doesn't just disintegrate at 30, but it, it starts to go downhill, certainly. And he, if he doesn't get back strong, fit, quickly, mm-hmm. it, it could be it could be an issue. But then, you, you know, you have to look at the positives as well. You've already mentioned Cody, who I think is playing some of his best football in the Wolves show right now. I really yeah. do. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. He's been brilliant. Against Liverpool was superb. Um, and also in, the, in, the, in you know, the games before that recently, last few four or five weeks, he's been brilliant. And he went through a very sticky patch as well. We've got to give him the credit to come back and uh, and get back on, on form because he was poor in, in some other games uh, earlier in the season. Brentford springs to mind. There's one or two others as well. So um, he's been brilliant. Kilman, I think, has been... Excellent, very, very consistent virtually every week. Everyone knows that. Um, it's almost becoming the norm for him now to be so good. Uh, and then I think Roman Sice had a couple iffy games here here and there. I'll bring up the Watford game all the time where I thought he was poor. But um, I think overall he's been a, a fairly consistently solid without being spectacular uh, type of defender really. So um, albeit not having Willie Bolly is a, a blow, not having a bigger squad is a blow. Having those three currently playing well um, is why Wolves have been stopping teams scoring against them. It's going to be a big task against City doing that, but you know, think, they, think, they've been doing very well. I think I might have asked you this question before, but um, I'm going to ask you it again. Everyone fit, everyone at the top of their game, back three, who's your best back three? Yeah, I think everyone top of their game, everyone fit. I think size drops out for Bolly, and it's the other three for me. Everyone top uh, of the game. Everyone playing superbly. Back, yeah. back, back four. Who's your, who's your two centre backs? Oh, back four. That's tough. Uh, I really don't want to leave Cody out because of how brilliant he's been recently. But I think if you, there's obvious question marks over a back four with him. Um, and if you're promising me a Willy Bolly that is, as you say, injury free, top, top of his game, top form, I think it has to be Kilwin and Bolly. Which I'd said at the beginning of the season as well when you asked me a similar question. So, um, yeah, I think I'd have to go for that. Last one from me before we uh, go on to questions. Believe it or not, one believe it or not this week. <laughs> just uh, the one. Just the one. Uh, Sice and Bolly both go to the African combinations. Uh, believe it or not, Wolves during the Acon play at least one game, not including the FA Cup, as a back four. Yeah, I think so. Believe it? Yeah, I believe it. Really? Um you have to bear in mind it's very difficult to get players in in January as a market mm-hmm. itself. It's difficult to get the right players in. If they do bring back the you know the likes of Dion Sanderson, for example, which they are considering, then do you throw him straight in? It's you know you don't think difficult. we could see Cody Cody Kilman Dendonka as a back three. I think I think we could. I think we could also see Marcel Cody mm-hmm. Kilman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could see Cody Kilman uh, Hover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think there are options, but you also have to bear in mind the how depleted it leaves the squad elsewhere. You know, Dendonka particularly bring him in, and then you know Neves and Matino midfield. They've got no senior midfielders. You, you're then relying on Luke Cundall, who by and large is a very good player. Bruno thinks very highly of, and he probably will get a chance um, at least off the bench anyway. But it's difficult to leave the squad that yeah. that yeah. light, isn't it? So I think so. I think they'll. At least one, I think so. Okay. Uh, Quickly before questions, a word from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates or to book your place, call 01902 553818. Shall we we answer some questions from the beautiful people? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Let's have a look. Oh, where's the Twitter? Oh, yeah, I just, just clicked on uh, the wrong one there. That's me at an opening of my brother's shop this morning <laughs> in Oxford, which is uh, very nice, by the way, if anyone wants to visit. Called the Pavilion. 
in in Henley, not Henley and Arden, Henley on Henley on Henley on Thames. Henley and Arden is only ten minutes away, but very good ice cream there on that high street. To be fair to them, have you been to Henley? Yes, it's not far from me either. To be fair, so, oh, is it not? Is it not? We're going to stop off for a little bit of a, a Henley ice cream company, mate, or a little a little little cornet. I've not been to Henley in a long time. Oh, haven't you? That's very nice. It's very I'm nice. just looking now. It's well, it's in Warwickshire, isn't it? It's about yes, yes. An eighteen minute drive. Eighteen oh. minute drive for me. I think it's about twelve for me, mate. We can meet there and have a cornet. That could Although be I'm a more of a soft serve guy, to be honest. I, I prefer like a good, a good Mister Whippy. Yeah, I think I'd go for that as well. Yeah, mm. oh, I love good ice cream. Can't be a bit of ice cream, mate. Can't be a bit of ice cream, can you? Uh, Reggie says, "What should I get my girlfriend for Christmas?" I'm torn between buying her a Wolf's T-shirt. Or a wolf shirt, or taking it to Tenerife. Mm. There's Reggie, no. I feel. There's no uh, I feel. What, I feel. I feel the crowd please in the room might not be the the most cost effective answer to that to this uh, to this question. What do you think, Liam? Yeah, there's there's no competition there. It's uh, if she's a real keeper, it's the wolf shirt. She'll know. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. there we go. She'll know. There we go. Uh, Gail says, uh, have, ha, "Has has Nathan missed us and the lovely lot that are Twitter Wolves fans?" Uh, Always miss the peeps, but you know I like to think that I um, still send the odd tweet or two. Out. You know I still like to search. I'm, I'm still there in spirit. I know quite a few people who delete Twitter and and get off it and just I, I struggle, mate. I like to I like to browse. You know when you wake up, when you go into bed, when you're at the poker table and you've got to put your headphones on. You know you like to have a little see what's going on. See see what Lee and Keem's tweeting out. Yeah, you know, you never turn off fully, do you? you always uh, can't switch off, mate. I mean, no. and also we get all the games live over in America, so you know, seven thirty in the morning or ten thirty in the morning, because obviously the evening games as well were kickoffs. Uh, you just sat in the sports book, which are incredible in the casino. You know, basically the gambling mecca. So in each casino, they have a, what's called a sports book, which is which is all these, I guess, like bookmakers, but one big bookmaker where there's like 15 or 16 people ready to take your bets and you've got all the different sports going on and you sit down and you recline a comfy chair and you get your bottle service with a very attractive young young male or female serving <laughs> you. And uh, I've got to be very careful what I say there again. And, um, you know, you have, you have basically you know these huge jumbotron screens, but not just one of them. You have about 20 of them all around you with all different sports on. You know, depending on what's going on live, you know, whether it's English football or baseball or American football or college basketball, all going on at the same time. So you can't you can't go wrong, really. And, you know, each each, you know, each seat that you're in, it's like a cinema. So it doesn't matter, you know, where you are. You can see the screen that you want to. It's it's absolute just well, it's pretty, pretty much paradise for me. But uh, yeah, so I got to watch both games and, you know, wish I wish I never did, to be honest, because uh, 180 minutes, I'll never get back. But hey, ho, I missed everyone. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Lever. I wonder if that's not Daniel Levy, maybe from the old the old chairman of uh, Spurs. He says, uh, if you have to sell one player, maybe it could be. He said, if you have to sell <laughs> one player in order to bring in others, would you sell Neves or Traore? Assuming Neves would fetch more, but his loss would be felt more, could you replace him and still add others with the money that he would fetch? Yeah, I think that's um, pretty much bang on to say that he would fetch more, but be missed more. Um, if I had to choose between the two, I mean. I probably would keep both. Um, but if I could choose between the two, I'd say you keep Nevers all day long. I don't. I don't think that's actually. I don't think you're going to see many Wolves fans disagree with that. Um, I'd be surprised. I think that's a that's a pretty much shoe in. I think he's been very good actually in, in for large parts of this this season. Um, against West Ham was his, you know, the big one. He was unbelievable, but uh, he's still finding consistency. But yeah, I think he's a brilliant player. Um. Word on Traore, who was mentioned there as well. Traore doing enough to to keep in the uh, starting lineup. I mean, you know, for me, Huang was has been a little bit disappointing recently. Out the out the two, you've got Pedence, you've got Trincao. So out of those four, give me the um, give me Bruno's top to bottom of uh, who's in favour at the moment. Was ranking them one, two, three, and four, best to worst of the four wingers. Yes, right. Um... And whoever's three and four will be the ones that Liam ranks three and four with the one starting at Man City. It's <laughs> tough bit. Yeah, so go, give, me, think, give me Bruno's Bruno's um, um, good 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 to shit list from one to one to four. <laughs> what I would do, or what I think he's going to do, because they're they're two different things. What does he think? He's, he's he's doing it now. He's thinking, okay, I'm going to plan for Man City. I want who is my number one? Who is my number two? Three and four in, in the way that they're playing yeah. at the moment, and and you know who who I want to play in this game. Who who's who's the top four? What I think he'll do is I think he'll play Huang. So Huang number one and Traore. Okay. Podence, no. No, for what I think he'll do, I think Trincao's third, Bonitz is fourth. Oh, really? Okay. Because uh, I think you know, I think he rates Trincao. Um, 
what I would do for that for that game is I'd mm. keep Troy because I think from the last two starts he's been the standout of the front three, which doesn't say a lot because they've not been exactly great. But um, I think you know he offered more than the other two by by far. Uh, Quang, I agree with you. He's been very quiet for three games now, if you include Norwich as well. Um, I personally would play Troy on the left and play Podence on the right against Man City. Um, Huang, I think, has been very, very good since he's come in. Um, a very good loan signing, who hopefully Ward's going to keep hold of. Uh, but it's gone a little bit quiet, a little bit off the ball the last three games. Um, maybe would benefit from a span on the bench. So that's what I would do. But as, as I say, what I think Bruno will do is uh, is very different. Troy, of course, scored a, a double, sensational double, didn't he? A couple of seasons ago now. Was it a couple of, of seasons ago? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was... Uh, October 2019, I think. Off the good top of my memories, head. good memories. You weren't there, were you keen in the crowd? No, I wasn't. I was actually in Berlin at the time. Oh, were you? Uh, on the holiday, wa- yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was walking around the streets of Berlin and I had my phone, keeping up to date with the scores, and then I saw two quick-fire Truro goals. I was very pleased. Uh, a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, who was the person before Truro, the last person connected with Wolves, uh, to score a double at, uh, at Manchester City at the Etihad? Uh, you say connected with Wolves, so mm-hmm. they're not. They don't. They didn't, weren't playing for them at the time. They maybe, they did it. Maybe double at the Etihad. Mm. Who could double that? at the Etihad, celebrating, going crazy. Who could that be? Five, four. Do 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 Stephen Hunt. Who? Stephen Hunt. <laughs> oh my! Are you kidding me? Was that right? You just plugged that. No, I swear, I swear to you, was that right? No, it wasn't, no, no. Oh, you, oh you're such a... <laughs> it was Nathan I, I, Judah. It was Nathan Judah in a Football Aid game uh, oh, quite a long time ago it, now. Man. Five, six years ago, and uh, and uh, I've come on and uh, scored a double, mate. Scored a double in a, in a 4-3 win uh, back in the day. I've even got the picture one. I might try and dig that picture out. And the video, one one finish was superb. Keepers coming out, Judah one and one. He's come right out, way outside his penalty area. And I've I stretched last minute, and I've just just nicked it, just toe poked it underneath him. And the ball's rolling, 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 and just goes over the line. I've gone to the corner flag, mate. Obviously, there's about four people in this stadium. I've taken the corner flag out, and very much uh, in context with the, the ashes at the moment, uh, I've taken the corner flag out, used it as a cricket bat, and, and done an off drive with the corner flag. That was uh, that was me, mate. I think there's wow. video footage of that actually. Wow. Just yeah. thinking about it, mm. you know, I've seen Villa do this in the past mm. where they've had like members of the media playing against each other on the yes. Villa Park pitch. Yes. When are we going to do something like this? I want to. I would love to get. Obviously, not a Villa Park, but um, although you know, if it was a Wolves versus Villa team, I, I, I'd, I'd definitely play. Um, um, there was a there was a there was a game at the end of last season. I'm on you. Oh, there Maybe. was. I didn't get the invites. Yeah, I wasn't covering Wolves at the time, so of course I wasn't going to get an invite. If they do one and I don't get an invite, honestly, I might I'll be gutted. And the thing is, uh, I might not get an invite for this one reason that I'm going to be so athletic and so uh, and like I'll be running rings around people. That I might not get an invite. That's the problem. It's just the reality. It's just the reality. Yeah, you will be you will be sleeping when I shoulder barge you into the ground. Oh, what your own teammates? <laughs> no, I'm assuming there'll be two teams, and I you know I want to go against you so I can just you know teach you a lesson. Yeah, I'll be I'll be, I'll be two foot you into the south stand, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, the Wolfpack says there are nearly three weeks until Moutinho, Saiz, Rudy, and Marcel can negotiate free transfers with other clubs. Should we be worried that we haven't resign uh, resign? Sorry, not resign. Resign new contracts. Moutinho, Saiz, mm. Rudy, and Marcel. I mean, we kind of discussed Moutinho before, saying we expect him to sign probably one more year. I'd have mm. thought um, with the. With the World Cup coming around, but Saiz, Rudy, and Marcel, what can you what can you I'm, say about them? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this with probably the way people didn't expect the answer because I think the question is you know are we concerned that we're gonna lose you know they you know they're gonna sign elsewhere? Yeah, I, I don't think we should be worried actually about losing any of those players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Moutinho is probably the only one who I think has actually been good this year. But you look at his age, thirty five, you know. Wolves may get a year, maybe two max out of him, but that would be saying something if they did. Uh, obviously, on top of this season, um, I don't think it'd be the end of the world if, if he went. Although I personally would probably keep him for another year at least. I think he's been good, um, but the others, you know, none of them are young. I I, I don't think it'd be the end of the world if, if Wolves if Wolves lost. So I, I personally, from the club, club's point of view, my opinion, I wouldn't be 
wouldn't be concerned about it. You know, if you if you get to the summer and you think it's right to keep hold of of them, and you'd, you'd argue maybe Sice or Marcel is probably more likely than Ruddy. Um, then then yeah, then that's a, a decision for the club to make. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be concerned about it. I think there's you know there's plenty of options out there, and and maybe the squad needs a little bit of a of an overhaul. Uh, talk about the squad and squad depth. Morgan Gibbs White scored again for Sheffield United. He's obviously having a very good season for them. We were drawn against the Cup uh, in the FA Cup, uh, which uh, is not a particularly attractive tie, to be honest, home against Sheffield United, but a great chance to go through um, into the fourth round. And look, if they can get another couple of decent ties and, and we can get to a sixth round and you all of a sudden you, you know, you're at a quarter-final stage, then look, I'll be quite happy with that. Uh, what do you make, Morgan Gibbs White? I mean, a lot of people are saying that, well, would you bring him back? He'd walk straight to the side. Um, he'd be good, useful. You know, he'd be useful to to have coming off the bench. Morgan Gibbs White comes when he's playing at Championship and he's 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 used as a as a sub for the rest of the season. Is that is that a good thing for Wolves? Is that something that they need because they need strength and depth? Because you look at the you look at the bench on let's say against Liverpool and it was so young that um, that that maybe someone like Gibbs White is needed to 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 pad out that bench. Or do you look at it on the flip side and think, look, why, why would you play him bit part? This is what we keep doing to him. Let him have a full season at Championship. Let him get his you know, let, let him get his confidence back, and then he can come in next summer when he's he's fully fit, and they can make a decision on what they're going to do with him. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with the latter, really. Um, you know, in the short term, it probably would be good for the club and the squad to have him back in January because they need, as you say, they need the depth. But I don't think it'd be good for him, uh, as you say, he's going to be most likely on the bench. Um, when he says not good enough for him, I mean, I don't. For me. I don't really care what's good enough for him. It's what's what's good enough for Wolves as a football club. So, from Wolves as a football club, if you want to win games, do you do you still think that it's it's is it more about um, winning games and maybe having a stronger bench, or is it better? Is it more about okay, well, we're not sure about Gibbs White yet, so let's let's leave him out for the rest of the season, and maybe his value could rise if we want to sell him. You know, what which way? Are, if it was Wolves being selfish, what's the most selfish thing for Wolves? I think though, what is good for him also ties into what's good for Wolves because okay. he could be. You look at a player like Harvey Barnes going on loan, mm-hmm. um, coming back into to Leicester and doing very well. You know, if it was a situation like that, it would certainly be good for Wolves in the long term. Um, so I think personally, it's better for him personally to stay out on loan and play games, and it also could be better for Wolves to, for for him to do that as well. Um, and the reason I say that, another sort of facet to that is that he doesn't, for me right now, suit the system. Um, I don't think he's a front three, a winger. Uh, I don't think he's a two in midfield. And in this system, 3-4-3, three, three, and it remains to be seen whether Bruno will change that in the future. But in this current system, I don't think he, he fits it. So for him to come back in, stop playing games regularly, sit on the Wolves bench, it adds a bit of depth, of course, but is he going to be able to affect the game massively? Um, or any of the games, rather? I, I don't know. So I personally would leave him out on loan, um, even if it meant... Luke Kundal was on the bench more often. I, I think it would be potentially beneficial for Wolves in the long term, but it would certainly be beneficial to Ron Gibbs in the short term. Even though you just said <laughs> you're not that bothered about that and worried about the club, I, which I get, I get what you mean. But I just think in the long term it could help Wolves. Yeah, um, no, no, and I, I, I think I he's a talented get, player. Yeah, no, I completely get what you're saying. I completely get what you're saying. I, I, I understand that take. I, I appreciate it and I respect it. Uh, Paul Mansell <laughs> says Liverpool won the ball a record high 15 times in our third of the pitch is this down to them being good at pressing an off day in terms of our passing or an indication of a genuinely big gap in quality I think it's an, it's an easy answer but probably a little bit of all three um, Wolves you know, talk about the passing first probably weren't quite at it certainly building up through the thirds because they didn't have as much possession Um Pressing, Liverpool are one of the best in the country, certainly, at doing that. Um, so I think that has to play a massive factor. Uh, I think Thiago and uh, Fabinho did that very well, actually. Um, albeit the a couple of the uh, tactical fouls, which Bruno was speaking about as well with me. But um, And then, what was the last one again? <laughs> oh, there, yeah, the gap in quality. Uh, I think that's that's a given, isn't it? You look at you look at their... Certainly their starting eleven because I think you look at their bench and it... We actually both said at the time it's actually a little weak, isn't it? To be fair, um, it's not like Man City, as we'll come on to, has got a ridiculous depth throughout, really. Um, but their start eleven is exceptionally good, so I think that that's a given. I think so. I think all three personally. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to, have to, going to have to cut these questions short, unfortunately, um, but um, there are some really good ones. If I haven't spoken about the question today or you haven't got it answered, apologies, but just uh, let me and Kino know and we'll try and answer it. Um, let's have a look, couple more very quickly before we go. Um, Govinda says, does one midfield signing transform our goal output from the midfield itself, but also the forwards wingers with the extra support of a man arriving in the box, being available for the pass and occupying opposition defenders, similar to what Bruno did for Man United? Whether it totally revolutionises or not is a, is tough to say, but I, I certainly think it adds uh, adds to it. Um, I think Wolves have been crying out for a couple of seasons now, and I've banged on about this that they need a, a midfielder who can drive forward with the ball into that final third, play one two passes in pockets of space. Someone who's just going to arrive late in the box as well um, to add add bodies, and, and yeah, I think it would it would improve goal output from midfield and for the forwards because having an extra option occupying other defenders etc uh, I think it's a, it's a slightly different example but it's a it's a similar in the sense that it occupied defenders when Fabio Silva came off uh, came on sorry in the uh, towards the end of the Villa game in the, in the comeback win this season he was making runs off the defenders occupying defenders and creating spaces for the likes of Troy to go and win the free kick etc etc to to, to what led to the goals so although it's a very it's, it's different in the sense he's running beyond the defenders rather than you know uh, sort of arriving late or, or running carry the ball forward I think it's served a slightly similar purpose in that sense so mm-hmm. it opens space up for players so um, yeah I, I think that's the one thing their midfield is, is lacking um, and I would add to it certainly uh, and we, we bang on about his name all the time for obvious reasons but Renato Sanchez is very good at doing that um, so uh, Renato Sanchez who might be going to Barcelona well Renato Sanchez has been linked with everyone under the sun and a lot of big clubs are certainly interested so it doesn't look great but you know that kind of player I have to mention it because that's the kind of player that, that I'm talking about Dave Bodison says where are you both sitting in the fantasy league with the coffee will the coffee shop need to be upgraded to a warehouse to cater for all those above you do you know where you're sitting Kino I don't actually let's have a look how many players have we got here do you remember no, I've got no idea. I'm getting it up as we speak. I had so a couple. Got... Had a couple iffy weeks recently. Oh, iffy weeks. Uh, where are you? So we've got 840 people playing. I'm not doing too bad actually. So where are you? Eight? So out of 840, where are you, Kino? But remember that you could be the you could be the best of us two here now. So anyone above you, we'll have to buy a coffee for. I'll let you know what my position is in a minute. Where are you, Kino? I'm just hoping you're you're above me. But um I thought you said you're doing alright. Not yeah, as but, as what you first Yeah, thought. doing alright in the sense that out he's out of eight hundred and whatever you said. Yeah. But in the sense of I don't want to pay two hundred odd coffees. Yeah. Uh I'm two hundred and forty eight. Oh god. Two hundred and forty eight. That's not that bad. What? So two hundred and forty seven times by three quid a pop equals about seven hundred and fifty quid mate. Oh. So like the, you know that's, like the, that's, a, that's a week's wages for you. Looks like the expenses are getting uh, are getting uh, smashed to pieces. Well, it's a good thing one of us is playing properly, mate. I'm 58. Okay. Um, so, so there's 57 in front of us um, who are who are, are going to have to play, going to have to pay at the moment. But you think 57, 58 of you? How many people are actually turning mm. up to that? It's interesting because on my on my. Uh, Screen right in front of me. It says you're sixty second. Oh, sixty second. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sixty second, but I'm joint, so that's why I've got it. Uh, um, I'll let you off. What do you reckon then? So, how many people are like say sixty turn up for a coffee? You're thinking probably thirty out of the sixty. Yeah, because what well, I'm assuming you give them, you know, one day and one time if they don't exactly. make it. Exactly, give them a window, mate. Yeah, so love that, love let's that. say thirty. Although, although I did have Wolf, Wolf in Bristol, who lives in Bristol, come from Bristol just for his coffee. So they'll travel. They'll travel for a free coffee. It might I'll cost them 70, 74 quid in petrol, but they'll they'll, they'll come for the free three quid um, out, out of the Judah coffers. But yeah, so sixty people. Let's say thirty turn up. Three quid a pop. That's ninety quid. Twenty percent discount we get at Costa, don't we, at Queen Street? You know, down at the station. Wait. So, Wait what? You get twenty percent discount, Costa. Do you not know? Who does? We do. M and A. Express and Star. You just have to show your show your purple ticket. You are joking, aren't you? I'm not joking, mate. Nando's twenty percent, and uh, what? Nando's twenty percent. Shut up! You knew this. I, I swear to you, you're having me on. Well, aren't you? I know. I'm not. I swear. You're having me on. Life. I swear, I'm alive. Twenty percent at Nando's and twenty percent at Costa. You just have to show your card. You're having me on. I'm not, mate. I promise I've you. Been... When you, I'm not. I like, I jest a lot of the time, as many people know, in this podcast. Uh, the last 230 episodes. However, 
I'm deadly serious, mate. You come off this call, you speak to one of your colleagues, Edwards or whatever, they'll all know. You get 20% off coffee at Costa and you get 20% off your Nando's order in the Queen Street one. I am. I've, I've been with the company three and a half years and I did not know that. Well, I mean, no one really knew you for two and a half years, to be honest, mate, until no you need. started doing sports reporting. But, you know, no uh, this, this, um, mate, end of the day, chicken, double chicken pizza, mate, medium, with a little bit of pineapple, sweet chilli jam and uh, a bit of halloumi, mate, is going to cost you at least a pound fifty less than what you've been paying for it. I'm actually He's absolutely staggered. Let's move on. Uh, thank you very much for all your questions this week, peeps. Right, it's Manchester City. And it is Wolverhampton Wanderers. The kickoff is 12.45, I believe. 12.30? 12.30. kickoff at the Etihad. Um, Liam, can they, can they get something from this game? How do they get something from this game? And what team gets something from this game if they are going to at all? Well, uh, tough questions. <laughs> tough questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I always say, and I said this earlier in the podcast, I like you see like it as a bit of a three hit. Oh. Go for them. Um, I can see you can't go all out. You can't do a no, no, United no, and go can't. all out because then you're going to get smashed four to five. That's what no, teams no, exactly. like that want to play against, don't they? You have got to be smart about it. No, no, exactly, exactly. But you have to offer more going forward than you did against Liverpool. I think anyway. Yeah. So um, I think it's opportunities like in that tuna win that we mentioned at the yeah. Etihad um, counter attack take the opportunities when you get them yeah. but you have to build up quickly with the ball once you get it you can't you can't delay on the pass as soon as you do get the ball you've got the counter attack opportunity you've got to be quick with it the transition's got to be really quick and the transition for me will be will be massive they'll be key because if you can turn your transitions into attacking phases of play mm-hmm. you will create opportunities against this back line I yeah. think um, I think that's where you create chances against against Man City um, so you've got to do that Um there's a temptation to play three five two. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I play. I'd play three four three again. Um, and I would say, I think you're saying, you same. You go Sar in goal, back three, Kilman, Cody, Sice, Samedo, eight, Nori, wing backs. Neves and Moutinho, I think in midfield. And I think you go, Pedence on the right, Troyer on the left, and Jimenez up top. Um, but I can I can envisage him potentially playing Dendonka, playing maybe Traore and Raul up top, and then potentially changing it in the second half, bringing mm. one of the one of the forwards on again. Um, it all depends on whether you take a more cautious approach or not. But I, yeah, I think you have to counter You have to expect that they're going to have majority of possession, and they've got a lot of players that are that are in form. You likes of Bernardo Silva. Um, Cancelo left back is an exceptionally good player. Um, they were sort of a, a strange front line because they'll play. I know Foden picked up an injury midweek, and whether he play or not is up in the air. But you've got a Foden, a, a Grealish, a Sterling as a potential front three. Mares may come in. Gabriel Jesus could come in, but but may not. And then Wolves aren't going to be up against the defenders. Aren't going to be up against a a lone, you know. Striker, really, are they? They're going to be playing against a fluid front three that are going to interchange, and and when that's going to be easier for them, for them or or more difficult is uh, yeah, is is difficult to say. Uh, I think you have to counter attack them. Want to get your opportunities, be quick in the transition, and that's why you play Troy. But look, the people have people have gone there and won. People have had some good results there. Some I mean, some big underdogs recently, and you know that that defense you can penetrate them. You honestly can, and you know if you, if you're running direct out them, and you know you get a couple of goals or you get one or two goals. I mean, it was it was a horrible performance. I think last season it was it was one to forget. Um, but but this Wolves side can go there and do something. I honestly believe that. I think it'll be a lot closer than what a lot of people think. I think a lot of people will have it as a home banker. If Wolves can play like they have done and 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 they're smart about it, I think City will be in for a bit of a game here. And I know that they played in midweek. I know that they can completely change that side and still be a world class team. But I give Wolves. Um, a puncher's chance in this game, I really do. I think they might, I might even nick something, which brings me on to the prediction. Oh. Uh, we're going to go with Mr. Liam Keane. And I'm not, you know, do you know what, Liam? Do you know what? I'm going to put. We'll do our non-prediction, which you can win a shirt. But I'm going to, I'm going to put something on Twitter before the game, and it's going to be something that will hopefully benefit everybody if Wolves get a result. So just bear that in mind. So you can think, you know, be be honest. You want to win three of the shirts, so whatever you think the result's going to be, then 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 do that. But um, I'll give you my prediction first, and then and then you can you can finish off, Liam. I'll give you the last word. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Wolverhampton Wanderers two, Manchester City two. Okay. 
Interesting. Mm. I didn't quite understand where you were going with the talking about Twitter. I didn't I'm going to put something on Twitter just before kickoff that will be separate to this bet that everybody will be like, oh, ho, ho, ho. okay then. You're making me nervous now. Oh, well, you have to see, mate. You have to see. All right. I'm going to say... 1-1. One, one. Now, be honest. Don't 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 come into the press box and say we're going to get beat today. Like no. like Edward Edward used to do that, mate. Edward used to say 1-1 one, one, <laughs> and then and then he'll sit down in the press box and goes, "Oh, I've seen the team sheet. We're going to get thumped 4-0 now." No, I want I'm, you to be honest, mate. You've no. got you've got your last 1000 pounds in your life. You've got to put it on a bet. What are you putting it on on Saturday? You're going to put it on 1-1. One, one. You're not making me change it. I've said it. Okay. Okay. And I, 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 for the same for the reasons I've given, I, I agree okay. with you. I think that defence can be got at potentially. Tomato man of the match, yeah. I would I, I would love nothing more than to see a Smedo around the match. And you know what? Na- a Smedo nine out of ten. No Scores that trick, you give him six. If he's if he's unbelievable, yeah, he gets an unbelievable play rating. If he's not, he doesn't. Fair play. Simple fair as play. that. Fair play. I, I like it, mate. I like it. You stick to your guns. Um, Fifty to one, by the way, first goal, Smedo. I'm sort of saying. Mm, not um, bad. He's going to score at some point. He's got to do. Um, it's been a pleasure. Enjoyed it, mate. So we've gone a little bit over, but I'm going to try and get this out now before I get to the gym. So I'm going to rush it, um, and hopefully we'll get it out. So you all have a listen. I know um, you know it's a, it's an early kickoff, but if you can spread the word, if you go into Manchester, if you're not, spread the word, get it out there, get it retweeted. That's how you enter the competition to win the shirt. You know it by now. From me, from Lee, have a great weekend. Let's get the bloody result, baby. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>